are back, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, my God. The frame is a little off, but we are here. We are here. We're going to go ahead and give a quick cheers. Why? Because I think this is our first guest of 2022. Is that right, Mark? Uh, officially? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. And so we have uh, Mr. John McAloloy. Oh, okay. 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 I had to process it uh, before. <laughs> yeah. um, I was in the house trying to rehearse it. <laughs> Makalolo, uh, like almost like Pakalolo, no. <laughs> yeah, that's like that. Um, but man, thanks, thanks, brother, for joining us. Uh, right on, thanks for having me. Uh, we're gonna, I don't know if we took this yet, but no, nope. cheers, tomorrow. cheers, right. salute, fellas. Ah, yeah, oh, that's very good. And, um, once again, you're listening to the Par Bar Show on Island City, where the beach meets the streets, and we are here with our first guest of the year. We're glad it's you. Shout out to our boys, Dom and Koch, uh, hey. at Rise or Death. They have uh, been gracious enough to introduce me to John at the one-year anniversary, and uh, I didn't want to waste the opportunity of, of them recommending uh, a guest, so um, reached out to him, and he was uh, a very communi- communicative, if that's a word. Communicative. Yeah, that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, you know, showed up, uh, which I appreciate because a lot of guests, uh, wouldn't. <laughs> now we're here, man. Yeah, hey, man. We're getting it. We, we appreciate that. Um, John. Hey, that's kind of, kind of sound fucked up. What? Right. Most guests, they just wouldn't show up. Hey, if they feel guilty, bro, that means it's them. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, it may, it may sound like, like we invite people and then they just never show up. Well, once again, if they, if. Yeah. If you're guilty, that's them. That's on them. And if they came through, then obviously it's not them. One of these days, they're going to regret it. We're going to be huge. We're going to be huge. And they're going to be regretting never coming on our show. You know what? And we're not going to invite them back. That's where we're going to clown them. You notice me and John just over here looking at you, but like, put your foot in your mouth. Um, no? No. All right, I, man. How many, <laughs> time, how many times have I invited Molly? Oh. <laughs> This guy did pick, pick the biggest country star there is out there. Oh, not Damn. country star. Oh, man. I, I heard, hey, man, honestly, though, if he goes on tour with Garth Brooks, I'm fucking going to that bitch. Hey, that wouldn't be bad, dude. Hey, I'm just saying. Um, we got Mr. John Makalolo-oy. Yes, sir. Damn, yes, I sir. I got to really watch how I say that. Um, man, tell, tell us a little, little bit about yourself. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm born and raised in the Bay Area. Uh Specifically Union City, the Yoon. The <laughs> Yoon. Yep, always repping, always repping. Okay. You know, that's how it is. Like, we village people, right? Filipinos, Chamorros. That's it, Mexicans, man. Mexicans, right? Like, we grow up in community like that, so you rep where you're from. Um, yeah, so born and raised in the Bay Area. I went to college out here in San Diego, San Diego State. That was my first taste of San Diego. Ever since then, it's always been like, at some point in my life, I'm going to move back here to San Diego. Oh, yes. what, what, uh, what attracted you to San Diego so much? Uh, the weather and martial arts for sure. Those got to be the top two. Oh yeah. Yeah. The martial arts pretty big out here then. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Huge. I mean, yeah, for sure. We know. Uh, and I mean, not to rush into your fighting, uh, career, but just, uh, what year did, did like you say martial arts was like, this is my shit. I was born into it, man. So it was always my thing. So, okay. So to give you some background. So I have one brother. He's 11 years older than I am, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Um, By the time I was born, he was already like a black belt in karate or or kajikembo and and like on the sport karate tournaments, all that stuff. Yeah. He wrestled. My older cousins wrestled. My dad, my uncles, my grandfather, they boxed in the Philippines. So I pretty much just kind of like grew up into a family of like, this is just kind of what we do. Um, Nice. 
Yeah, so it's always just been my thing. Man, that's awesome. Uh, it's kind of like the same thing, like, with well, with myself. I c- kind of grew up within a family of music. Uh, Mark, I mean, I haven't really asked you that. Have you, does your family have a certain, no, like well, a tradition? I won't say tradition, but, you know, kind of. My brother and I, we played music. Yeah, um, yeah. Mark we, is very musically inclined also. Um, so when we were smaller, we did, we, my dad did get us into boxing. Oh, no um, shit. Yeah, there was an old boxer here. Passed, he, he died actually in a plane crash going to, uh, oh, man. he was flying to Korea for Olympic tr- uh, pre-trials. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, anyways, they had, the family, they had a gym down in National City. Mm. And my dad, when we were smaller, he would take us there for boxing. He knew the guy. And uh, yeah, once once the plane crash happened, we just never went never back. Never went to, back. Well, the dad, the dad, you know, took it really hard, so he shut down the gym for years. Can't blame him. No. But um, I know some somebody else that knew the family, they reopened the gym in the name of oh really uh, yeah yeah they reopened it in, in honor of him and <clears throat> trying to pick up the program and we gotta get that person off. on here man yeah i've been seeing that, that, i mean that'd be that'd be kind of awesome just it's to, it's a hard conversation with that individual though because they're, I'm sure. they're really into uh into the church so everything goes oh, right back to understood. yeah yeah so. so i'm assuming we couldn't we shouldn't be here taking shots and well i mean i hey, still kind of do it it's my house my, well yeah it's my house Shit. Hey, they be drinking wine at church. I'm damn right. Hey. Them, them priests be getting drunk. Yeah. I know they got their own little stash in the back. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what are you going in the back for? <laughs> Bring that out here. Throw, throw, hey, that, that, better break all, bread. Hey, they're all like, damn, that Japanese whiskey is pretty good. <laughs> you know? And yeah, this uh, I know our listeners and viewers, we usually drink Jameson, but we have a Japanese whiskey on here today. Um, thanks to John because uh, That's what he, he said likes. he liked it. And I was yeah. like, you know, we oh, should yeah. probably try it. Yep. For sure. Um, it's not bad, let me tell you. No, it's never really had it. It's not good. bad. Uh, John, we, we were kind of talking uh, before we even went on air, um, just kind of about life in general, yep. um, more to say. Um, and I think we should just kind of dive into this. Uh, so you pulled up in, in your in your vehicle. In my vehicle, in yes. Vehicle. Yes. Um, and, you know, when you came out, you know, said what's up. And then we learned something about your vehicle, which is also your... My house. Yeah, it wasn't my Amazon package I was hoping for. Shit, yeah. I thought it, honestly, bro, hey, I don't want to be like that. I thought it was Amazon too. I thought Mark Mark just got some new stuff this week, and I was like, damn, shit, just keep coming. Um, That's the move, though. Like, so if you see the outside of the van, so I have a I have a Mercedes Sprinter. Um, nice. I just moved into it on February second. Um, but the the move was to have it look like that on the outside. Like, it's just a delivery truck. I don't want to have hella windows and make it all tricked out. And, like, you got this roof rack. And, like, people kind of know that it's an adventure vehicle or someone's living out of it. You don't want to make it a target. I don't want to make a target. It's sure. basically like it's playing ninja. Like, I wanted to hide in plain sight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you think about, like, ninjas, the, the whole black costume, like, those are stage ninjas. Like, when they do, like, performing acts. Like, the real ninjas, like, they didn't walk around in, like, necessarily black clothing. Like, they, they hid in plain sight. They were like that dude who's just walking down the street who's about to kill you. You know what I mean? But you have no idea. Right. Um, so, yeah, I wanted the outside to feel like you don't know what's really in there. But then when you when you step into that space, it feels like com- something completely different. It feels like a house. It feels like a home. Uh, the motif behind it was a Japanese tea house. Uh, and I'd like to at some point serve my guests some Japanese whiskey, which was the move on tonight and having some Japanese whiskey. Hey, man. Well, if we can help you get sponsored by some Japanese whiskey. Uh, uh, we're, yeah, we're what gonna, up, though? Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to do everything in our power. They said whiskey. Yeah, we're going to help out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that's that's so cool. Um, what was the inspiration behind the uh, the, the Jap- you said Japanese tea? Japanese house? tea house. Yeah. Uh, 
there's a few things. I, I just really like Japanese culture. I sure. think it's the affinity to the culture comes from being in the martial arts since I was a kid. Okay. Samurais, ninjas, you know, all that stuff, like being little. Uh, but as I've gotten older, too, like I've, I've really grown to understand their culture and like the philosophies behind Japanese culture, like wabi-sabi, like the acceptance or the, the discovery of beauty and imperfection. Um, and that's something that inspired like tea houses. Like before they would have these tea houses that were all like grandiose and like they had the, the Chinese plateware that was like gold lacquered and all this stuff. And then they kind of went in this other direction of things that are more natural and to accept the aging of things like, like wabi-sabi is like not going to get plastic surgery, but like owning the, the, the wrinkles you have on your face because it, it shows the aging. It shows the laughter that you've had. It shows the life that you lived right. to kind of like it's embrace those things. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I've always like kind of, that Japanese minimal, minimalism, so it's a very minimalist feel in there. Um, everything's kind of tucked away, like just only the essentials. Because it wasn't necessarily just van life, but it was the mantra of living with less. Mm. Can I live with less? And it started with just things. Like, if you see me tomorrow, I'm going to have a black t-shirt on. If you see me the next day, I'm also going to have a black t-shirt on. That's that like, ninja costume. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah, talking about walking in place. Hey, like, hey, you got the fucking you know? ninja costume on right now, brother. You know what I'm saying? So he'll say, why you always wear black? Because I'm a ninja motherfucker. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you want to see this goddamn ninja style? <laughs> like, no, nah, to like simplify. Sim you simplify yeah. your decisions. You, you, I already know what I'm going to wear. But even though living with less, like, yes, it started with material objects and, and the freedom that comes from that. But it was like living with less, even mentally, like less stress, less wow. drama, less anxiety, less worry, less fear. All of these things, it was like, how can I weed those out as well? Not just purge my belongings, but purge the the things that are stored in my brain that's slowing me down from being who I need to be. Wow. That's uh that's pretty deep. That's dope, man. Yeah. And it's like like the way I the way I kinda interpret the way what you just said is like just being grateful for what you have and um just really living in the moment to me. That's what I kinda interpret it. hundred percent. You know I mean? like, um well, that's uh Kind of like the definition of freedom, though. It is right, and and freedom is my word for twenty twenty two. So that's oh hard, no man. shit. Hey, nice. We just hitting all the all yeah, the marks. Ooh, all the marks. Ooh, just, <laughs> get um, I just want to put it out there that uh, he did say that his favorite family members were Mark and Vince. So we're gonna go ahead and put that out there. Yeah, I don't right. know if they Monasterio if, clan. What's up though? There's hell of us. Hey, uh, yeah. He said he loves you all, but he said that. Yeah, but I don't know if I was put put that out there, but. It just so happened Mark and Vince are at this table, so we're gonna go and assume that we're your favorite. Okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> he said, "You make really, whatever man. assumption you want. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't in charge of that." Hey, exactly. You can't you can't control what I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, man, that's dope. And I think um, a lot more people would be more content with their lifestyle if they had a little bit of that mindset. Um, especially in I want to say in California, we don't we don't uh, promote that. Nah, it's, uh, everything's more. Everything's more. Everything. Right. So then, so because everything's more, then we're in a constant feeling of not having enough. Right. Because right. about I need to have more. I need to have more. I need to have more. So when I don't have more, now I don't have enough. I need to get more, but I don't have enough. So now, I, and then now we we're in this like basically cycle where we're just feeling inadequate or we're feeling like I can't get to this point. When am I finally going to get to this point? But we're on a hamster wheel, so there is no point. Mm. Your success shouldn't be measured by the material things. Yeah. Right. right. And, I, you know, we've talked about that uh, personally, Mark and I, even off air. Like, uh, at what point do you, do you consider enough is enough? Like, what at what point were you content with your life? I think it really started with me. Um, 
my self-talk, my dialogue before when I was growing up was very doubtful and not being good enough. And I think because there was this level of perfectionism or wanting to succeed at, at sports that I always define myself based on if I won or if I didn't. So it was like defining me. Um, but when I finally became content with myself and who I am and not feeling like I need to have certain amount of money to be good about myself or I need to have certain amount of accomplishments to feel good about myself, like searching for a moment in the future to feel good about myself when like happiness literally only exists in the present moment because happiness, because the present moment is really all that exists. Right. So when you can come to like a place of contentment about yourself and who you are and like have respect for yourself, regardless of what hat I'm wearing, then all the other things kind of just take care of itself. It just kind of fades away. Then like everything is enough. Like everything is enough because everything is temporary. Like there's nothing to hold on to if, Nothing is forever. How much pressure? Actually, let me ask you this. Yep. Um, what does your family think about it? Does it matter to you? And how much of what you're saying was pressure from the family to to do, I guess, be better or do better? Um, I, I, and you, you know, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm talking no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Honestly, my family's super supportive. Uh, okay. I think that's one of the greatest blessings that I've been given, mm-hmm. um, is, is the family that I was born into the parents that I was blessed with the brother that I was blessed with. I feel like they've created such a strong foundation for me. That's allowed me to succeed. So I've never felt any pressure of like, what the fuck are you doing? You're about to live out of a van. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like I've only felt support from them, um, because they just trust that like, I'm, I'm doing what's making me happy. You know, and, and not a lot of not a lot of people like grow up with parents that support them in that way. Like <clears throat> I pretty much grew up like every wrestling tournament I went to, like my parents were always at the wrestling tournament. Nice. You know what I mean? Um, so it was it was good to have like to, to feel support supported. Yeah, yeah, to feel to, to feel supported. Like at the end of the day, like those are the intangible things that are so important. Like love is an intangible thing. Support right. feeling supported by your community, by your parents, by your whatever, your friends, like just feeling supported like they got your back. Like. Mm-hmm. That's an intangible thing. Like you can't hold on to that, but it has so much value, and it's like it's such fertile, it's such fertile soil to give to a child, um, because then they're able to thrive because of that. And that's what helps build you to who you are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I never felt I never felt pressure from them. Um, I've always been kind of the one who just does whatever. Like after I graduated college, it was like I'm just gonna go fight pro instead. I'm just basically getting my degree because. You know, I'm Asian, and that's what you do. You go to, well, you go to college, that's, you get a degree. I guess that's what I guess, because, you know, I know. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. It was just like, no. he just said the stereotype, which I, all my friends well, that's that what I, that, Well, that's so what I'm I was like, getting yeah, at, too, yeah. because, you know, I know, you know, in typical Filipino family, you know, there's there's pressure on the kids for school. You know, go to college, do this, be this, be that. Um, before you made the decision for this, was there that type of pressure on you, or was, was it always something that was just left to you to decide what, what was going to make you happy? I feel like I've been gifted not to just like kind of keep harping on that, but I feel like I've been gifted with this crazy duality of parents. My mom is like ultra, ultra religious. I mean, mm-hmm. most Filipinos are like, right. she's like super Catholic. I mean, she's a nurse, all the Filipino <laughs> things. <laughs> um, she, she, <laughs> she, she, she learned, uh, she went to nursing school and it was like, she, they learned from the nuns, like, like as if like it was oh, super Catholic, right. but my dad is the, literally the opposite spectrum. He's like religiously non-religious. Okay. You know, he's like, listening to Neil Tyson Degrassi, he talks about higher power. He, you know, he's, he's also uh, an AA and he facilitates a lot of meetings and things like that. So he always talks about a higher power, but not necessarily like a God or religion. 
So I, I kind of grew up with like my dad's perspective on spirituality. I didn't really touch until I was older. Uh, but then obviously growing up very Catholic and then I ended up becoming like Christian and then just walking away from organized religion altogether. That was, I think, the the biggest one. Um, not that it was like, not that it was angry resistance, but because my mom is so religious, like I know she wanted me to go to church or this and like right. me telling her like, that's not, I don't believe it in the way that you believe it, you know, but, but it makes it easier because my dad is already not on that side. So similar, similar situation. So my mom, same thing. She was brought up very old school, uh, strong, straight Catholic. And my dad was brought up as a Baptist. Um, he actually had to make a promise to the priest that he would allow his children to be baptized as Catholics in order for the priest to marry them in the Catholic church. Mm. So my dad has his faith of how he sees things. Um, he was the same thing. Like he didn't take off and go to church every Sunday and all that. He knew it because he grew up with it. My, my great grandfather was, and his, his grandfather was a uh, preacher. So he grew up with a group around it where my mom was the one that would drag my brother and I to church every Sunday, you know, and we'd watch her. She'd put the veil over her head and everything and, you know, all that. And as, as I got older, I started looking more at uh, things with the Catholic church and other things outside of the Catholic church and really questioning it. And when I would question it, you know, it would, it would upset my mom. But she also understood where I was coming from because, mm. you know, she understood that I was getting a, a whole broader perspective of everything. Right. Right. You know, and I wasn't going to grow up the traditional Catholic, you know, because I know where my faith lies. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean that I have to go into a church every Sunday. You know, I always refer to um, the Bible where it says wherever two or more are gathered, your prayer shall be heard. OK. It doesn't mean that I have to be in a church for that. You know, before there were any churches, people would, you know, they would be on a mountaintop or in the woods somewhere and they would kneel down and pray and they'd be heard. So, you know, with that in my mind, you know, my mom and I, we used to kind of debate back and forth about it. Right. So looking at what you're saying and I'm hearing this, I'm like, man, you know, I could, I could really relate exactly to what you're saying um, with that. You know, um, my dad's side, you know, the, the spirituality side of it, the, uh, the, uh, you know, really putting common sense thought in and stuff. And then my mom's side was the religious side. Mm. So it's a good balance. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Yeah, it yeah, really yeah, is yeah. a good balance because you, you get that. So, um, yeah, man, that's, that's a trip hearing that. <clears throat> I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was You're just crazy. Alone, Mark. I thought alone. I was just crazy. And uh, speaking of never being alone, thanks again for all those that are tuning in right now on Twitch. And uh, once again, listen to the Powerball Show on Island City. Where the beach meets the streets. Yeah, that's the own version of um, <laughs> where the beach meets the streets. Right. Yeah, we just kind of twisted some shit. And we have Mr. John Makalola Oi. Yo, man, you've been killing that. Hey, shit, man. man I, and people know that I can't really say shit like that. It's because yeah. you need another shot, dude. Hey, man, might as well pour it up. Yeah, I'll man. take another one, too. Oh, man. Hey, we love guests like him. Why? Because he brings a deep perspective of life. And plus, he likes taking shots. Yeah, let's do this. Um, so, you know. John, once again, man, we want to thank you for coming on. Uh, we're not done yet, obviously. Um, but let's kind of dive into your... Uh, Real quick. The cool thing is, like, literally, he doesn't have to drive anywhere tonight. 
Yeah, honestly, this, this lifestyle is crazy. <laughs> okay, you know what, Mark? You just brought up a good ass point, bro. Because that I never even thought about that. Yeah, yeah. You can't have a DUI when you're parked in yeah. the place you reside, right? I literally walk across the street and I'm like home. So yeah, as long as, as long oh, as I see you on the legality, I see you on the legality. Hey, man, I work for a court reporting company, so I'm not gonna say the name because they're gonna try and get me on some stuff. But <laughs> as long as the keys aren't uh, in the you know ignition, what I'm saying? Good. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, no, for sure. And I know how to kind of get around stuff at this point. Not that I'm doing it, but uh, you know, be safe, everyone, uh, for sure. But. That's yeah, legality for sure. Yeah, no, I, mean, I dig that. You got you, yeah. You have to think think like that sometimes. For sure, especially in our neighborhoods. Uh, well, me and Mark live somewhat close. Uh, where are you from in San Diego? Where am I from in San Diego, Jeez. bro? I live wherever yeah, I am. So where the no, fuck? I mean, I like, park? Well, no, the, oh no, like, I'm not. I'm not from San Diego. Oh, I'm from the well, Bay. No, I'm you said the Bay, but like, I guess uh, even before you you made the move to the van. Like where you um, live, like in so, a certain area. Yeah, so like the the first few months I was here, I was living with a homie in Savita in Mission Valley. Oh, okay. Um, yep. And then after that, I was actually staying at uh, in National City. Uh, oh, nice. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. So you're 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 just like us. Yep. You know. Hell yeah. You know we're gonna cheers to that. Yeah. Dude. Cheers to being just like us. Yeah. And I would say we're just like you, but we don't have have the fighting career like you. Yeah. Speaking of the fighting career, you just uh, came off a of fight night, like you said. Yep. I did. My first fight in 10 years. Oh. Oh, shit. Yep. How was, I mean, well, <laughs> so, so I don't, I don't watch fights like that. Okay. Uh, Mark knows, um, a lot of our people that we hang out with know I don't watch fights like that, but I'll watch it if it's there. Mm-hmm. So take me through like the preparation. Like, let's say you just agreed to a fight. Yep. Like, what What is your like first initial thought? Like what even makes you accept the fight? I guess it's different this time. So, that question can be opened up in so many different ways. Sure. Uh, because it's, I feel, have, has been different every time. Uh, not every time. Okay, so I fought. Timeline. I had my pro debut in 2008. My last fight before my recent one was in 2012. Uh, so I basically graduated from San Diego State. I fought. But at the time, it felt like, this is my fucking destiny. Like, this, I'm, I'm the youngest of my generation. I'm Super supposed hype, to, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm carrying the family's name. Like, you know what I mean? Like I said, like my... Dude, my grandfather boxed like my 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 uncle was like feeling very proud. Yeah, my I get you. Yeah, my, my uncle was like twenty seven and one amateur boxing, like twenty six knockouts or something like that. Oh, and like shit. it's like I'm the next generation. I'm the one who's supposed to carry the torch. So for me, when I graduated college, like it just felt like that was the next obvious step. I'm supposed to fulfill this destiny type of thing. Um, whereas now, like when I moved back to San Diego, I didn't think I was going to be fighting again. Like if you were to ask me one year ago today, like. Yo, would you ever fight again? It was like, nah, dude. Like, haven't Damn, you ha- like haven't you read my book? I basically wrote a book about walking away from fighting. We're gonna get into that. Uh, I know that you do have a book out. I researched it. I haven't read it yet. Yep. I got a copy there. for you. Oh no! Shit. Actually, I got a copy for both of y'all. Oh nice. Oh man, yep. yeah. I was gonna buy it on the Kindle version. Yeah. Nah. No, you know I mean, I you can still it. buy the Kindle version. No, we're gonna buy it to support you for sure. Nah, nah. These these are on me. If you wanna if you wanna buy something to support me, uh, buy the audiobook because <laughs> I was gonna say buy me a tank of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That Dude, damn. That because today. that shit is really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about Christmas came early. Yeah. Damn. Um, but no, if, if you do want to support, 
buy the audiobook, listen to the audiobook, but I'm going to gift you the actual paperback because oh, it's man, dope. You see you. The, there's like there's like pictures and illustrations and a bunch of shit in that. So who's a uh, voiceover in the audiobook? I, is it you? I did it. Oh, nice. You never did it. Dude, that's okay, so cool. fucking sick. Hell yeah. Dude. yeah, yeah yes, man, because I like it when the authors actually do their own. Yeah. Uh, it just makes it that much better. And plus, they... That much Only more them, they, they know the truth. Like. Yeah. No, f- for sure. Like, so visually, visually, the paperback is better, right? Or let me actually... And for those that are on Twitch, make sure you guys go in and grab that off Amazon is where I saw it. Um, it's funny. The first yeah, thing... When a- I, when Amazon, I, Audible, iTunes. Oh, you said Audible. So, yeah, yeah let's go get the Audible book. Yeah. Audible's... So, oh, that's fucking dope, the covers. Yeah. Dude, oh, I got. I mean, I'll sign these for you guys later. I wanted to make sure to sign it after I drink because then I'd write something way cooler. Nice. Hey, man, that's <laughs> what we... Hey, you guys hear that part right here, baby? <laughs> oh, man, this is dope, man. Like, um, Yeah, what were we talking about? We're talking about oh fighting okay right. yeah. so before it was like so serious it was so serious about like this being my destiny or whatever and I thought I wasn't gonna fight again obviously I wrote a book called Exit the Dragon because I fucking it's about me leaving fighting um, but a lot of things changed in, in in moving here and so in taking this fight it was not necessarily about like moving a career forward or running it back let's go chase a world title it was like well this sounds like fun let's 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 see what happens here was it more for like self fulfillment or like um, like just not not to achieve a certain goal, just like maybe like okay. to do something for yourself. There is some uh, yes to do something okay. for myself. So this this new entry back into fighting is not about me anymore. It's not about John Mack. Like John Mack is the character in this book. He's the one who thinks it's his destiny to fight, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. Um, and it was about a storyline, be- being the next Bruce Lee, the next Muhammad Ali, the next fill in the blank, John Mack. You know what I mean? But now like it's not even about me. Um, it's about this idea of play. And flow. I've, I've been studying these ideas a lot lately. Play and flow. And uh, if I can take that into the cage, like if I can maintain a state of play and flow amidst danger, amidst somebody who's like trying to take my head off or break my arm or whatever it is, basically just trying to fuck me up, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. but can I maintain this state uh, because I feel so free in that state? I actually feel the most tapped in when I'm in this, this state of play and flow. But before it was like, like you got to be serious. I got to go after you. I got to like, I got to have this energy. And so it's almost like as if I'm coming back to do this like research paper, but I need test subjects in order to test my theories, test my ideas about play and flow. And the only way to do that is to put myself back in there. Back in there. Um, yeah. And so it's like also flirting with this idea of fighting again. I, I wrote a blog recently. Um, kind of talking about this and uh you know you say like what what goes to your mind like in this one it was about just going on a first date as oh, if shit. yeah 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 so like imagine you meet this girl you meet this girl at a party maybe you meet her at whatever it is Sounds you know like some, some event yep. yeah yeah right right that. you know <laughs> and then you're like yo like what's up like let's let's grab some drinks sometime let's go out like can i take you out on a date whatever it is because yeah. i'm yeah. interested in you but just because i'm interested in you actually doesn't mean i have to marry you yet Right. Maybe after a few dates, I realize that we're not compatible. Right. Right. I can also go on a few dates and either A, make you my girlfriend or B, not make you my girlfriend. Right. So like with fighting this time, it was like, well, I could just take one. I don't have to commit to like, oh, I'm going back to fighting. Like, this is my career now. This is my it's focus. It's not the destiny like how you once thought. Exactly. It's yeah. like, I just feel like putting this hat on. Like, I think this girl's kind of cute. I'd be down to take her out for some drinks. I think we'll have a good time. Like doesn't mean I have to wife her up or make her my girlfriend. Right. Versus like before, it's like I was married to the game. Like, now we're going after this. this. is my destiny. I'm about to be this undefeated champion. Now it's like, you know what? I have fun training. I have fun practicing martial arts. Like, I think I'm still pretty fucking good at it. Like, 
and there's some kind of energy pulling me in this way, like, let's let's run with it. Like, you think this girl's cute? At least take her on a date. Like, you don't got to do nothing. Like, but you can still have a good time, have some whiskey, you know? And yeah. so, like, that's how I approached this fight. It was like, let's just take one. You don't have to commit to anything more than one. Uh, and, and let's see what it is and if we can maintain this play and flow, which I was able to maintain play and flow. But I need a better dancing partner. Um, oh. my, my opponent... The week, the week of the fight, I found out that my opponent was not not my opponent anymore. Oh, so switched. They, so, yeah. So, they basically put a replacement in there, but the replacement was not a very skilled opponent. So, I take it that what you're saying is you won. I won. Okay. I won. First round TKO. Oh, wow. I didn't really have to do much. Uh, you're what? Thank you. Hey, man. Thank you. We, we got to celebrate those because yeah, even sure. though, I mean, yeah, that you're person right. has you're been right. training for, I'm sure, for a while, too. But well, kind of going back to the whole. Well, well, you're not gonna clap on me, bro. Yeah, I am. But 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 well, you better clap right now. Hold on, hold on, because because like. going back to what he's saying about meeting that girl, right? So basically, what it is is like you meet that girl, you're like, all right, we'll go out one time and see how things are. But then you find out her titties are fake. <laughs> They're not really her titties. <laughs> Hey, that, that can only come from Doctor Twisted. Maybe he's a because, plastic surgeon. I don't know. <laughs> no, because the opponent wasn't what the opponent was. No, supposed no, to be. it wasn't the full potential of what he expected. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. No, I got you. I got That's you. what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, so, so you, I don't but, know how but, you related that but to other than that. Titties, but. <laughs> hey, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, 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 okay. When he was saying, I'm listening. I'm like. Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm yeah, still hearing what he was saying before at the same time, and yeah. I was like, "Damn, that's kind of fucked up." It is. It's like yeah. meeting that girl, and you're well, just like, was, "All right, it's cool. kind of the same thing." Um, on on uh, like the Manny Pacquiao fight, the one where he was supposed to fight who? Uh, I forgot his name, but uh, oh. but then it ended up switching within like two weeks, right? Right. Yeah. So right. it's kind of the same concept, and, and I'm sure the same feeling. Yeah. Uh, Definitely on a, on a, on a, on a much smaller scale because it was a smaller show. But yeah, same scenario. But none, same same true. same idea. Yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, from t- like the, the the metaphor that I throw around it, it was like I, I was going on this first date, like wanting to like showcase all these things that I've been working on this idea of playing flow, but like I couldn't because uh, my opponent wasn't skilled enough to basically follow me down this rabbit hole. Right, right? right. So it was more like I'm going on this first date and like. Man, this girl barely let me hold her hand. Like, <laughs> like, damn, nothing happened. Like, now we for sure have to go on a second date. Like, it's one of those where you're yeah. going to hold my hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so so now it's cool. Like, it's kind of enticing me, like, as if, like, MMA is, like, pulling me back. Like, you know, you want to you do another one. Like, you thought you thought you just wanted one date, but, like, you know you want to go. You know you want to take me out again type of thing. So, yeah. so I haven't committed to, like, this just being the lifestyle and what I'm moving forward to. But, like, for sure in my mind, I'm like, yo, we got to take another fight because there's they, no way we're stopping with they that. They threw that teaser fat chick at you, and now you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> You got to see what else is out there. I didn't, I didn't read the fine print. It was like, yeah. you got to come back for another one. All right. We can run it back. Is, is the fat chick in, in the fine print or what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, fat chicks need love, too. Everybody needs love. Everybody okay. needs love. We've Yo, love is the answer we, to all the problems we, in the world. We got in plenty of trouble with this same conversation previously. Hey, give you, so. hey, <laughs> keep you warm in the winter, give you shade in the summer. Wow, uh, that's only that. That was not Vince T. That was Mark, um, and he's probably only talking like that because we have more Japanese whiskey being served up right now. Yep, yep. Um, but just while he's doing that, once again, guys. Make sure you guys catch this episode every Thursday at 11 a.m. at where Mark. SoundCloud, iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, and at 7 p.m. on Island City via the Dash app. Where the biatch meets the street. Yes. (laughs) 
And that was Mark's very own variation of the slogan that they wanted us to say. Uh, but you know, we had to switch shit up for just for us. I don't follow the rules like that. Yeah, we we know we know. Um, rules were meant to be broken. Yeah, and so, and so were arms and legs. Ain't that right, John? Uh, I don't know if they were meant to be broken, but, but if I have know, to, I'll break the <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Um, man, this was such a deep conversation just to begin with. I I kind of feel like we should kind of head back down that route. Um, we can go wherever you want, man. Hey, hey don't tell me that because we're going to go straight hey. to the bar with this one. Cheers, Ooh. fellas. Cheers. Cheers. Phew. Hopefully you're having a good time on here. Very woodsy taste, man. You can really taste the barrel. Yeah. I'm looking at the, the hard copy right now of your book. Yep. So what in general made you want to be become an author? So I guess without it's not it's not really giving away what's in the book, right? Because there's two storylines in the book. On the surface, it's a story about my fighting career, but that's not why I wrote the book. That just happens right. to be what moves the story forward. Sure. Um in my second pro fight, I snapped my shin completely in half. Oh, fuck. Uh, it sent me on this crazy spiritual vision quest, like down Alice's rabbit hole of like, oh, fuck, why am I here? What's the purpose of life? Is like, who is God? What is God? Is God even real? Um, like, like deep, like all the shit that fucking Socrates and Plato were freaking like contemplating type shit. Um, and it was the first time I really got into reading because it was the first time I read because I was searching for something versus like, oh, you're reading for school. It's like, yeah, fuck, you got to read fucking Shakespeare and then write this paper on it of Mice and Men, A Tale of Two Cities. But like, of course, we don't like reading because we have to do it for school and then we have to write essays. Like, it's not. There's no uh, it's, it's, self-accomplishment yeah. for it. Or, yeah. But all of a sudden, like, actually, when I was in, in after surgery, my dad gave me this book called Way of the Peaceful Warrior. And uh, Way of the Peaceful Warrior for me was like Morpheus giving me the red pill or I take that back. He's giving me the pills and I'm choosing to take the red pill. I basically read this book and it just like opened up a whole nother portal to what life is about for me. And after that, I just kept searching down it. I just kept walking down this path. And that's eventually when I walked away from like organized religion and like I had my own views on spirituality and this and that. Yeah. So I discovered so much, not just about myself, but about life. And I felt like as a human being, I started to tap into like what it really meant to be a human being. And so I felt like, man, like if people could just understand what I went through and like learn from it, like they don't have to go through like the pain that I went through, but to understand they need to go on a search. Like Mm. I'm not here to like inspire you to fight. I'm not here to inspire you to write. Like the purpose of the book was like to inspire you to go on your own quest. You need to figure out what your truth is. Not your mom's truth, not your dad's truth, not your religion's truth, not society's truth, not the media's truth. Like what is true to you? Like eliminate all the things. Don't listen to your best friend. Don't listen to your mom. Don't listen to anybody. Listen to yourself. Listen to yourself. Yeah. And, and, and and if you don't know what that means, then go find yourself. But nobody can go find yourself except you. And so people avoid the work because it's by themselves. So we distract ourselves with social media or drinking or just working hard or busying ourselves with events because we never stop to slow down and be like, who am I? Right. Who am I? And, and, and why am I here? These are the questions that like I basically that drives the story forward and exit the dragon and like the, the questions that I wanted to leave the readers with. Or I guess in this case, now the listeners like, do you know who you are? And do you know why you're here? Because if not, you need to go figure that out and nobody could do it but you. You know, that's the sad part, though, is that 
there's a lot of people who will go through their entire life and they'll never do that. They'll, they'll never find out who they truly are. They'll never go down their own path because we're all designed with our own path. Right? 100%. We all have our own path laid out. It's you finding it and you going down that path. And yeah, dude, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I see that a lot. A lot of people that I know that they don't go down their own path. They're, they're following the main crowd path, right? And it, it's, I take my hat off to anybody who separates themselves from the norm and they, they find their own and they walk that path. You walk it alone. And when you walk it alone, that's when you learn the most about yourself. hundred percent, right? dude. Yes. That, all of that. Yeah. All so of that. So that's, that's a uh, dude. That's, it's really powerful. It's really powerful. You know, we get so wrapped up in, in life. You know, you always hear the saying life happens. Um, because in order to, in order to get through life as we all know it, you have to have a job or a career. You have to make money. You have to have a home. You have a family. Now you really got to do all that stuff in order to support that family and make sure that they're all provided for. So it takes you away from your path as an individual and you now become that family man now. Now your path is put on a back burner because you have to help the little people that you're bringing into this world find their path and it's a hard thing to do when you haven't even done it yourself for yourself it's a really hard thing it's kind to of guess. like blind leading the blind at, at exactly that point, right? so right yeah all I, you I can you. do is yeah. take your experience from not having been able to find your path and knowing that that's burning inside you and say okay i don't want you to be where i'm at yep. that fire that you feel burning inside you to find your path go do it i'm gonna be the one to motivate you even though i haven't done it myself i know that feeling I just didn't have that option because I had to bring you guys into this world and bring you up, but I want you to have it. So you've got to be the motivator, even though you've never done it yourself for yourself. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's a really hard pill to swallow, you know? And when you get older, like I am now, you know, and you really (laughs) realize that, you know, then you start asking questions. Is it too late for me to do that? It's not too late. No, it's not. And it's it's never too late. You know, you're getting a late start on it. And you may not accomplish everything in that path, but shit, as long as you start walking down that path and finding yourself, I think you're doing fine. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna flip that a little bit. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm gonna flip that because I, I think that's one of the issues of humanity and like how we struggle is we have a timeline. We live life based on a timeline, but we're the only animal or the only living thing in this entire fucking earth that lives on a timeline. No right. other creature, no other plant lives on a timeline except us. We created time. We created time. Everybody else lives in the present. So we say things like, is it too late? Which means that something can be early or late. Mm-hmm. Like if it hasn't happened yet, then it wasn't meant to be yet. You know, and right. like every flower blooms at a different time. Wow. So it's like, you're not late. It's just happening now. Right. You know, and and everything had to happen because everything had to happen the way it did because it already did. You know what I mean? Like you were, you were here to facilitate this, this family, this, whatever it is to provide. And now you're in a place to now provide for yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's not about like, Oh, I was this age when I quote unquote found myself versus someone who was this age when they found themselves, but they also haven't done or experienced what you have. Exactly. And we, like you said, we all have our own paths. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like that's where a lot of pressure comes from. You know, like we feel that at a certain age, I, by this age, I should already be here. Where the fuck is here? Yeah. I should already yeah. have this yeah, much there, money. I should already a, have this house. I should already have this established, but I don't have that yet. Where the fuck? Is, who? 
show me the blueprint of where the fuck, you know what I mean? Where, where was that? Like, you're born, you're like, yo, here's the Here's, here's your itinerary. Manual. Right, right, like, you, you, you buy a yeah, TV. Yeah, by age 26, you should have a fat-ass house. Yeah. Fucking right. three and, kids. And, and think about it, like, who made up that timeline like we did? And so it's self-imposed stress on where we feel like we need to be in life at a certain age. We create that imaginary timeline, which means we also create that imaginary stress. Well, there's a, and But there's also ah. outside factors that play into that, too. A hundred percent. Because just like I brought up earlier, you know, with parenting. Right. Sure. Your parents have a lot to do with that, too. You know, yeah. and you're trying to find your path, but your parents are going, no, no, you need to do this and this and this and this and this. And we've seen it, you know, and it and it's happened for fucking centuries where your path yeah. is set by your parents. Yeah. Right. And, and expectations. It, man. Exactly. You have they have those expectations because they always want better for you than what they had. Right. Um, there's man, I was listening to the idiots. Uh, one of their old episodes. And they were they were quoting actually something that Beyonce said. Sure. Was as parents, you always want to give your children everything that you didn't have, but what we always fail to do is remember to give them what, what we, we what we did have. Yeah, right. True believer in that. Very true. You know, and when I heard that, it hit me, and I was like, "Damn, that's really true." And then you see the result of that today with the way that the youth is, right? Um, they're so spoiled. They're so entitled. Right. And go ahead, John. I want yeah, to jump in. I feel it. No, no, for real. So, 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 like, well, I know Beyonce. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Beyonce's listening, but what's up, Beyonce? Hey, what's up, girl? Um, n- um, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you talk about, you talk about people being spoiled. And it, what happens is, so now, again, to jump back to like this minimalism thing of like having stuff. And so it's like parents, like, I want to give. I want to give my kids what I never had. I never had shoes. Like, I always had these shoes. I'm always fucking swagging out my kid with all the fucking Nikes and Dunks and Jays and all the things. Because I want to give them what I didn't have. And I'm not a parent, but it really should be like, I want to teach them what I didn't know. Ah, Exactly. That is, that's exactly what it is. That is so satisfying for for me to hear. giving, Giving them what you didn't have, like... Well, you appre- it's for you. You're basically giving them for you. It's not even for them. Yeah, it's, it's because you good. didn't have it, so you want to give it to them because you wish you had it. But now it's about you. It's actually not about them. If you really want them to thrive and if you're really there to parent or to support or to guide or to grow or to evolve or to support or whatever it is, then it's like teach them the things that you didn't know so that they don't stumble in the same places that you did. Yeah. empower them if, if if you struggled like for me like i struggle with self-doubt my entire life like when i have kids like i'm gonna teach you about self-doubt early because you're not gonna have that or if you do you're gonna triumph it way sooner than i did that's what i want to give you those intangible things right that's really what's the the weight you know yeah, man that those are uh, i love it i love this conversation man yeah and i'm you know it's uh it, it might might be obvious to us um, maybe because we've own we've all experienced things in through our individual lives, right? That made us come to this point. It's um, you know, like I, I mentioned before, coming on air is like it's like being grateful for what you got, yeah. And then passing passing the things that uh you can't or the things that it's not material. You you can't pass some some item on. Um, and I'll share this a lot. I mean, uh, Sunday was my dad's and my his passing anniversary. Mm. Um, so you know. Every year, like it's a it's a challenge for me, but it's like more more so. I don't I don't have kids yet, so um, it's more so like it's prepping me to when I when that day comes. It's like what lessons can I pass on that I know this man was trying to teach me. Yeah, 
And uh, so it, it comes to that point. It's like, you know what I mean? Like these these intangible things um, that you can't buy become the most valuable and most important things in life. And once you realize that, I, th- I think you're a better person all around. And that's my opinion. Um, I know a lot of people in the world value material things. Yeah. Um, it's it, not me per se, because I'll 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 wear the same black sweatshirt and you like you black 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 t shirt gang over here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's really just just being able to wanting to give back in that sense. Yeah. And and and, and really be grateful for the, for the same things that you receive. That's that's one thing that you know my dad always instilled in my brother and and I was. You're gonna work for what you get, mm. you know. And and growing up here, and and you know, going to the school that I went to, and you see your friends when they turn 16, they got a brand new truck, brand new car, and I'm sitting back going, "Damn, that must be nice." Next thing, next week, they got a lowering kit, they got wheels, they got a system, and you're just sitting there going, "Shit, you don't even have a car yet." My first car was sitting at my dad's body shop, a total wreck. It was an 81 Toyota Corolla. Shit fired we, up. We bought from the insurance company. <laughs> I ain't gonna let this fire. And it took years of working on that thing to get it put together so that when I hit my senior year, I had a car. But that was something that my dad taught us, was that you're going to work for what you get in this world. Yeah. It's not going to be given. Everything's earned, not given. Right. Right? And that's one thing that I've tried to instill in my two older kids. I'm not just going to give just because that's what you want. You're going to work for what you want. Whatever I give you is because that's what I want you to have. One thing, what you were saying that really made, made me think when, when you were talking was as parents, the mistakes that we make is living vicariously through our children. Mm. And what I'm saying is say growing up, I never had a pair of Jordan because they were too goddamn expensive. Okay. I got to a certain age where I was purchasing my own school clothes, my own school shoes. I wasn't going to go out and pay that much money Shit, for it, you, bro. you know, for, for a pair of Jordan. But I wasn't going to go to my mom and dad and say, hey, I really I, I want need these. these. Yeah. yeah. I, I, because I, I need, have these because I was, I was going to, yeah. I was going to duck, have to duck and bob and weave, you know, with their response. So knowing that I'm not going to take my kid to the store and say, oh, I'm going to buy you this pair of Jordans because I never had this. Check these out because I've seen parents do this and the kids sitting there going, "Ah, well, I like these shoes. No, 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 no. Trust me. You're going to like these and they'll force what they never had on their kid. Right. Rather than letting their kid make their own choice. And when I see that, I I sit and I go, that's some bullshit. Why are you going to, you're basically forcing that kid's path in life. That kid's wants in life. You're forcing them to what it is that you want for them, not what they want for themselves. And you're right. not teaching them shit. And, and it kind of brings us back to the point where um, where enough is never enough. Right. And we kind of, some families been bred with that since, you know, children, obviously. Um, but yeah, man, this is a, uh, honestly, this is not where I thought the conversation was going <laughs> to go. Which is honestly the greatest thing because 
Um, well, we said that at the beginning. Yeah. You know, sometimes these yeah. conversations don't go where we think they're going to go. That's why we don't really do a whole lot of Where did you on. think it was going to go? I, I thought it was going to be a lot of fist, fist uh, fucking throwing and a whole bunch fist of... Fist throwing. You know... Yeah, uh, Vince wanted to fight yeah. you, No, hell no. Nah. <laughs> bro, he was talking hey, mad bro. shit. Hey, he was talking bro, mad shit you, before Mark. you got here. Actually, you were here. I'm surprised you didn't hear him talking mad shit. Hey, man, even if you did, I only ding, th- ding. I'll tell it on air because I ain't no punk bitch. <laughs> right. I said, I said, if man, this motherfucker don't come with gonna make fun of you <laughs> that's okay hey i showed hey, up and that that would have been any guest and if you feel guilty that means you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if any guests don't come through and you know we start making fun and roasting your ass hey that's the reason why that's yeah. your own fault he pulled sure. up uh man john makalola oi yeah look at that all these reps you're getting in right hey, now man, he, he said the shots would would affect us but obviously didn't affect me quite yet yeah hell yeah um but john man we got about um 12 minutes left or so. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know if you're if you're down to do like a quick little after hours segment. Yeah, I'm down for whatever, man. Oh, man, cool. I'm here to hang. Yeah, we usually hey, do this man, thing after it. the main show. Yeah, it's, called call, uh, call. it's called Last Call. Last Call. Oh, so dope. I'm down for Last Call. Everything here is bar related for sure. Yeah, cool, um, man. But, John, man, we just want to um, obviously thank you once again. Um, if there's one thing you can say mm-hmm. to the public, yep. either fighting related or not, or life related, sure. Uh, what would it be? Play more. Play more. 100%. Easy. Easy money. Play more. What do you mean by that? Everybody takes life too seriously. Just enjoy more. We're all going to fucking die. Yeah, you got that damn thing. We're all going to fucking die. So you might as well do some shit that you love. Right? And shit you can do about that either. Everything everything is about play. Like, that was the move to get into the van. It was like, am I going to live in a van forever? No, I'm not going to fucking live in a van forever. But it would be fucking cool to do at some point in life? Yes. So let's fucking do it. Let's play. Let's have some fun. Let's fucking do it. Let's 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 play. Like that's even like move my move with fighting. It's like instead of doing these combinations that I was taught or how to fight or how to throw a punch or how to throw a kick. What if we just played? Like you're a kid and you make up your own shit. Like what if I just made up my own shit? Yeah, well, let's do it. Just like when you were kids and you'd be out in the backyard with your brothers or cousin playing karate. Exactly. You know, yeah. you made up your you're own moves. Making, you're just making shit up. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. things with kids like they're so honest. It's so innocent. It's so genuine. Yep. It's like. Okay, it's the truth, right? So. Okay, so to touch on that, I'm 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 not a very religious person anymore. Highly spiritual, not religious. I think just to touch on that real quick, and then I'll get to what I'm actually going to sure. say. Religions are basically like lenses, or I guess in this term, filters. You go on Instagram, you go on Snapchat, you got some filters. You, Thank you for right? putting in that term where right? our viewers can probably understand. You got filters. Yeah, you shoot sure. something, you shoot something, and then you can put a filter on it to make it look like something else. So like, this is just my own perspective. You go out and find your own. That's the whole purpose of me writing this book is you go find your truth. My truth doesn't have to be your truth. But I feel like religions, all religions, which all have truth in it, which I've learned from all religions, are all filters. They're all lenses, right? They're filters. It's, It's filters... And that's why there's still truth in it because light still goes through. You have a red filter, light still comes through. It just has a red tint or a blue tint or a green tint or whatever whatever tint. tint. That people might want you to see. But it's not light at its purest. And light light at its purest, like love at its purest, has no boundaries, which means it has no definition, which means it has no religion. Because to have a religion, to have something is to define something. How can you define the indefinable? Like you just have to be okay with not knowing. Like, hate this fate. A lot of people are not okay with that. Right? I'll tell you that right now. No, right? That's that's a the curse of, of being a human. Okay we, so what do we do? We don't know the answer. We assume something. Because the need <laughs> to know, the need to know facilitates us having to make an assumption. Like, let's say, for example, 
we are, I was supposed to be here at seven, right? Let's say I, I let's say I showed up late. Let's say I showed up at seven fifteen. Sure. From seven to seven fifteen, you're gonna have a bunch of things running through your head on why I didn't show up or if I'm going to show up, and they're all just assumptions, right? Because as human beings, we we have to create meaning on why something's happening. Very true. We're we're always just the story making and I'll machine. Tell you that that was true. Yeah. At, at that time, I was that's like, why he was talking so much shit. Man, hit him, dude. Hey, hit you him. know what? Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roast his ass if he doesn't show Kick up. Kick his ass, John. And Kick his just, ass. I keep it true. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, I don't know where I was going with that. It's probably no, no, all this no, Japanese it's, whiskey. It's, it's, we were somehow we were talking about play, and I ended up over there. But well, you're talking about play, play, play a lot more. But well, I, so I know what you're saying let, with, let's with play the filter. Take this uh, drink. Oh, 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 the filters. Yeah. Uh, okay. The filters, yes. I don't even know how I got there, but we're here. No, no. I, we're going to keep drinking. So stop stop masking stuff, basically, right? Mm-hmm. In, in a sense. In a sense, to stop masking things. Well, religion being a filter, you're going and you're, you're, you're forming a belief or a, a line of faith or an opinion off of somebody else's interpretation and how they put it out to you. So you look at a priest, a preacher, whatever. They read a scripture from the Bible. They interpret it for what they interpret it for. And then they put it out to their congregation. And as a congregation, you sit there and you listen, and there's a lot of people that will put all their faith in what those words are and go, yeah, that's right, that's true. And they'll walk out of that church with that thought and that belief in their mind. When you take the filter off and it's just that pure light that you're talking about, you're looking at it through your own eyes, with no filter, you're making your own interpretation and you're creating your own faith off of the way that you hear it or the way that or the way that you read it or the way that you see it. Yes. Right? Yes. Religion, every religion, does have a way because it is all based off of interpretation of a writing. Mm-hmm. Right? So the, the preachers, the priests, whatever, they're just the... Uh, Yes, the conduit for that to the congregation, to but the even, people. Even in the conduit, it can get misconstrued. Exactly. Of course. You exactly. Know, that's that's what they need. Yes. And that's where, like, the, the guest human or anyone's personal agenda will come into play. Yeah, and humans need to be told something. Sure. You know, because by nature, they're not going to go follow their own path. They need to be led. Right? They need to be led. And when you look yeah, at religion... That, that, can, that can go... But when you look, for sure. Yeah, but when you look at that's that's a whole that's a whole other box box we can unpack. It is, but when you look at the history of religion and how religion was used throughout the year, terrible, actually, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Kings and they would governments would use religion as a weapon or a tool. Religion was more powerful than the government. If you got if you got excommunicated from the church, like that was more power. Like you're 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 gone. You're gone. Like you can't even live there. Like you're fucking. (laughs) And it ain't like you got like you can go fly somewhere else. Like you just walking in the woods. Like fuck. Where's the next village? (laughs) (laughs) I can't go back there. I don't know where the fuck the next place is. I don't got Google Maps. Like what the fuck? Fuck is Robin Hood in his man. Walking. Man, if I can walk in your air Jerusalem's like, let me just like, yeah, you're talking about uh, do different, new, uh, different term of J's and shit. Yeah. yeah. Air Jesus. New Jerusalem's. Yeah. Fucking look like my goddamn Scots. <laughs> Except they're not flat on one side. Yeah, shit. Man, that was yeah. my right side. <laughs> Fatter side. Um, no, man, but honestly, John, man, we, d- we definitely do want to thank you for coming on. Yep. Um, like I said, this discussion definitely didn't go where I expected, but I love this. 
Cool, it's man. Honestly, I mean, I can come better. back. We can talk about punching people in the face yeah, and yeah. all that honestly, shit. That's I'd rather cool talk too. about life. Honestly, yeah, no. yeah it's 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 dope. Um, where can people follow you, real quick, before we head out? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at John McAlloy, uh, J O N M A C A L O L O O Y. Um, I'm actually thinking about taking a little hiatus from Instagram for a little bit, but you can find me there. Sure. Um, you can also check out my website, same handle, johnmacalloy.com. Uh, I blog there. I was blogging pretty regularly once I moved to San Diego and then I took this fight. So I was just kind of in fight camp mode. I just took that hat off and I'm just not sure what hat I want to put on right now. Do I want to put the John Mac fighter hat back on? Do I want to put the writer back hat? I don't know. I just, again, that's part of playing. Like you don't have to be one thing. Like, you can be right. all the things. Whatever you want to do, just do it. And then you can take that hat off and go do something else. So yeah, I feel like I'm in a place to pivot right now. So I'm just kind of laying low. But, yeah, hit me. Follow me on Instagram. Check out my website. Uh, listen to my audiobook. Audible, iTunes. Yes. Yep. We're going to go ahead and plug that on on our on our, when we release this episode, which will be Thursday okay. at 11 a.m. We're going to make sure we get all your handles. Um, and if you're laying low, we know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, ebb and flow, man. Ebb and flow. There's always an ebb to the flow. So sure. I think it's important to rest and to, you know, step back. And Yeah, you know, uh, we uh, we kind of feel relaxed here, right, Mark? Yep. It's, uh, it's chill. Yeah, it's kind of gives us an outlet to talk shit and do whatever we have to do. Um, I so dig to, it. To, to be away from our nine to fives. Just to conduit it's kind for of, us sometimes yeah, to just let some know, stress release, off, yeah. blow some steam off. Yeah, oh, yeah man. Um, Actually get some things that we have on our mind out there. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. And a shout out to everyone in the Twitch chat. Uh, shout out to my wife. Shout out to the, the uh, Babes of Uplifted Podcast, which I highly recommend uh, if I can get you on that. that yeah, would, let's do it. Awesome. I'm not a, I'm not a, whatever. We go hop on any podcast. Yeah, there you Shoot. go. Um, I'm not a talk story. Name. And uh, shout out to DJ, DJ Green. Oh, my uh, God. DJ Green in the goddamn chat again. Yeah, that's a, uh, he's the one that helps us out on, on Island City. Um, right on. But uh, he said a uh, punch mark in the face, which I'm not going to do. <laughs> Because why? Because we got John here. He'll part mark at the base. You know what? That's why I don't even like you, Green, you fucking Canadian. Yeah, you know we uh, we we promote the islands. He's really from Canada. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we thought he was spot. from the land of the white, you know, long white cloud. No, he's really uh, he's from the land of Canadian bacon. Yeah. Um, know. Uh, John, we're gonna do a quick after hour segment. Yeah, I'm down for that. Close this out once again. Listen to the part of our show on Island City. What a biatch meets the street. I said once again, appreciate you guys. And that's later. Shoots. This is Island City Radio. Powered by Dave.